0: Financial independence, a life that you love, it's in your head. It's your mindset, in your vision. It's in your heart. It's what you truly want and what you will do to get it. And it's in your hands. It's mastery of your relationships, your money, and your life. Victory is in your heart. You're designed to win in life. And it's important to spend time developing and investing in yourself go invest in you. And it doesn't have to be a lot of money. It could be going out to the library like I did and checking out books and just reading them and taking notes and taking action. That was an investment in me. So go invest in yourself, invest in your family. The better you become in understanding yourself, your mindset, your heart set, what your handset's all about, you would get your head, heart, hand in alignment. I'm
1: telling you, your life will begin to change. Inspiring you to financial independence and to a life that you love. This is the Life and Money Coach podcast with military officer and chaplain, seasoned real estate investor and entrepreneur, and certified performance coach for leaders at all levels. Jerry St. Pierre has inspired thousands to unleash their potential, and he is here to empower you to live a purpose-filled life this is extraordinary every day it's the life and money coach podcast and now your host coach jerry st pierre
0: hey everybody welcome back to the life and money coach podcast a lot of you guys really enjoyed the five millionaire behaviors that i put out here recently so i wanted to get another one out to you Cause as I thought about it, there's a, there's a little bit more that really contributed to us becoming financially independent and creating the life that we love every day. And I wanted to share those with you. So I want to kind of pick up on the last one that I left off, but I want to nuance it a little bit. In the last episode, I hit on giving and being generous. But the more I thought about it, here's the principle I want you to get the mindset, the behavior, give, especially when money is tight. There have been times in our lives where, you know, when I got married, I started college at 26. I started college. My first day of class, I was 26 years old. I was married with a child. My wife was a stay-at-home mom. I was a full-time college student, and we did not come from a family of means. So it was on me to get out there and hustle and make a living and go to school full-time. It was a lot. I painted houses that they would had to do. But my wife, my wife was the one who really helped carry... Uh Us during that season, she did dishes in the bathtub for two years because the place where we rented did not have a kitchen. It was four hundred bucks a month, I think or I think it was right at four hundred dollars a month that included utilities. It was a lot of square feet, it had running water, it had bathtubs, it had two bathtubs, but it didn't have a kitchen. So we put a refrigerator in there, bought two little cooktop things that you could plug in, electric cooktops, we had a little stove thing going on, but dishes was a thing. And so she did dishes in the bathtub for two years. We would have to go do our laundry across the street at the laundromat. That's what what it was like with my wife and I, my, my newborn son, for a couple of years. But during that season, we were still supporting a child through Compassion International. $42 a month was coming out of our account. We were giving. We were tithing at our church. We were we had friends that were in tight spots. We would send them money. This is not to flex. This is not to make me look good. I'm I'm just trying to give you the behaviors that I see really contributed to us becoming financially independent. Giving is a matter of the heart. It's a spiritual matter. It's a soul matter. And money, to some degree, has a spiritual component to it because we interact with it and we are spiritual beings. And the mindset and a heart set that's one of a, being a giver is so important because we're not holding money tightly. We hold on to our faith. We hold on to people. We love people. But when it comes to money, money just comes and goes. We don't hold it tightly. And we should always use it to bless, to love, to make a difference in someone else's life. So no matter where you are in a financial journey, I want to encourage you in this. Give even if it's $20 a month to someone or to a family or to an organization that's doing amazing work to your church, it's a heart condition. I promise you, you cannot outgive God. God. You cannot, it, Jesus put it this way. He said, it is more blessed or better to give than to receive. Now, when like we were very impoverished at one point, we didn't have a lot. And I tell you, it was really nice to receive. It was really nice when people would step in and help pay our medical bills or would knock on my door and give me a thousand at school and college, knock a guy named Charles Bennett knocked on the door of my school and uh, of my apartment at the school and uh, said, Hey, I'm Charles. I'd like to give you a thousand dollars to go to, to go to school here. That felt really good, but being on the other side of giving feels a whole lot better. And it's the result of being faithful with time and with your finances. So Number one, give, especially when money is tight. Number two, millionaire money behavior. I read books on personal finances. It's like every Christmas for years, I would read Dave, I would reread Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. I would read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, at least portions of it that I was most interested in. The Millionaire Next Door, Richest Man in Babylon, the Bible and what the Bible has to say about money. Now that there's podcasts, I listen to podcasts regularly. I have my own show now where I'm giving away all that I've picked up. I'd watch TV shows to teach me about money. But I I do believe that it was the consistent reading of books early on that gave me the the perspective to think well about money. And not just money, but also life. You know, somebody once told me, Jerry, if you want to be a great person, you got to read great books, go to great events, and hang around great people. And so to me, great books puts me in the mind and the heart of the person who's already accomplished what I want to accomplish. When I really wanted to scale up my real estate portfolio, I read, I read, I went to the library. I didn't even buy these books. I went to the library and checked out several books that were very influential. And, and I literally acted on the content of those books That's why we have businesses now with tax write-offs and business structures. And I have the right attorneys and CPAs sitting around now. I knew how to look for the right ones. All that because I read books. And so reading is key. And if you want to break free of where you are and go to the next level, I'm going to encourage you to start reading books on personal finance, real estate investing, relationships, et cetera. Read books because it helps to build a philosophy and an understanding of the space that you want to operate in. You know, when a person gets a PhD, they get a doctor of philosophy in physics or mechanical, whatever, or theology or medical science or, you know, whatever it might be. They have got a doctorate, they have senior level of understanding, doctor is a senior degree to terminal degree, of philosophy, that is all the framework of thinking that goes into that particular discipline, I want to encourage you to get a philosophy, a doctor of philosophy in your personal finances, in your relationships, in every aspect of life, because the answers are out there for you. There's a scripture that talks about, it's in the Proverbs, that wisdom stands on the street corner, screaming out for our attention, and people, foolish people, just walk right by her. It's like she's standing in the middle of the city center, declaring wisdom and knowledge for us. And it's so available, so ready, yet we tend to turn our ears off and just keep going about our business. I want to encourage you, turn your ears on, turn them on and pay attention. The knowledge and wisdom for an amazing life or financial independence is out there and it's ready for you. You too can have it like the famous ka chow from uh, Cars. You too can be like me, ka You can have what wisdom has. You can have what knowledge has for you, but you got to go get it and you got to want it. So read books on personal finance. Number three, I regularly check my financial statements. I track my profit and loss for our business pretty much on a weekly basis. I log in and check. I log into my bank accounts at least once a week just to see how money's moving around. I check to see, oh, where did this expense come from? Um, I asked my wife, I said, honey, what was this about? And she'll explain, said, okay, got it. Thank you. Are, are you aware of this? She goes, no, I'm not. How did that happen? Something's charging that we didn't expect to be charged. I scroll through bank accounts, investment accounts, and P&Ls, profit and loss for our business pretty much on a weekly basis. And I don't spend a whole lot of time on it, but I pay attention to it because I want to know where every dollar is going. And so that ties into number four. And listen carefully on this one, because this is very important. We plan, organize, and control our money. By planning, I mean this. What will each dollar do? That's the plan. Every dollar has a plan that we're going to put it to work for. What will each dollar do? And we, we budget it out. We Every year, we, we do a vision board, and we kind of draw out what we want our end-of-year financial position to look like, real estate, Personal savings, investments, vacations. What will it have? What will be the case at the end of this upcoming year? And we draw it out in in picture form. And so, and then we make a budget and we actually write out a budget that determines where every dollar is going to go. And we try our best to stick with it. We really do try to stick with it. That's why I check what's going on. But so that's the planning part. I say we're going to put. X amount of dollars for food, X amount of dollars for insurance, X amount of dollars for what have you. Vacations, we lay it all out. It's all laid out in a monthly budget on a Google spreadsheet and I got it sitting right there. Then we organize for the plan to be executed. So One of the things I love to do is like when I get my paycheck, if I've got money, I want to go into savings. Before the money ever hits my bank account, I've asked my company, the Air Force, to do an allotment to put money directly into certain accounts. So I never see it. Money automatically goes to our savings account, automatically goes to our vacation account, automatically goes to our living expenses, automatically goes to our rent. I've got all these accounts as where money automatically goes there. so The money that's left over comes to our operations account, our daily expenses, that kind of thing. And it's sitting in there. And then I use credit cards, Yes, I use credit cards to pay for food, to pay for non-food items, such as tires for the car, shoes for the kids, toothpaste, et cetera. We have credit cards for different things. And at the end of the month, I go in and I pay off those credit cards. But what I do is I check the credit cards. How are we doing on food? How are we doing on non-food items? How are we doing on vacation? Are we staying in our budget like we said we would? And that's what I check. But we're organized now. I don't have everything in one account and I can't tell what's going where. I have it separated out into major chunks that I can kind of monitor and take care of. So it is an organization to our financial picture. And then this is the control piece. I pay attention to where things are going. If like we need to stop spending money on vacations. We've already exhausted our financial commitment to our vacations this year. So we're not taking much. We're not taking any more vacations. We may do some very local things that are fun, family friendly and very low cost. So that's the control piece. Okay, we are spending too much. We've already been overspending here. We need to cut back and say we need to quit eating out so much, et cetera, to stay in the plan that we've got because if we can work the plan, we can get where we want to be. Plan, organize, and control. And lastly, I invest in my family and myself. I invest in my family, my children, Every year they will write on the, a vision board what they want to accomplish that year. And so for one of my sons, he wants to get certified as a scuba instructor and excel in civil air patrol. And so we sent him to a civil air patrol camp this year and we still need to get, we need to do this. We've been discussing, and haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. We need to get him to a scuba diving school so he can get certified as a scuba diver, as a scuba diver. So we fund those things with our money we fund education. I spent uh, quite a bit of money this year going to a conference, several conferences to invest in me, to help me grow. My wife, she invested in her this year and so forth in a conference that she went to in Ireland. And so we're investing in ourselves because the greatest asset that you have is you. You are, listen, you are designed to win Your God made you that way. It's in your heart. Victory is in your heart. You're designed to win in life. And it's important to spend time developing and investing in yourself. Go invest in you. And it doesn't have to be a lot of money. It could be going out to the library like I did and checking out books and just reading them and taking notes and taking action. That was an investment in me. So go invest in yourself, invest in your family, conferences, school, education, training, uh, community groups, uh, the public library, go invest in you. The better you become in understanding yourself, your mindset, your heart set, what your handset's all about, you would get your head, heart, hand in alignment. I'm telling you, your life will begin to change. This is the Life and Money Coach Podcast.
1: Loved this episode of the Life & Money Coach Podcast? Head over to iTunes or Google Play to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Visit lifeandmoneycoachpodcast.com to join the community. Thank you.
0: The Life & Money Coach Podcast and related websites are the personal views of Jerry St. Pierre, The content in this show are not those of the United States Air Force, Department of Defense, or U.S. government. Content expressed are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon any information or content found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.